so right after I booked this dream interview with Monica Aldama, I found out that season two of the hit Netflix show Cheer was coming up incredibly quickly, as in next week. On January 12th, which is a week from tomorrow, we can return to all of our friends at Navarro College in Corsicana, Texas. But before then, we get this incredible book, Full Out Lessons in Life, and leadership from America's favorite coach, which comes out today. There is advice and wisdom on pretty much every page from the importance of a $5 planner to how the pyramid is a metaphor for life. Monica is the beloved coach of the co-ed cheerleading team at Navarro, which is an absolute cheerleading powerhouse. Since 2000, Monica's squads have won 14, yes, 14, NCA national championships in their division, and Monica's team also holds the record for the highest score achieved at NCA College Nationals. That is huge. Under Monica's leadership, she's built a cheerleading dynasty not totally unlike Nick Saban's football dynasty at Alabama. And speaking of, Monica has Alabama roots, which we discussed before we started recording. And in addition to being a total powerhouse, Monica is just as kind as can be. And I loved this conversation with her. Listen in. I am declaring January 2022 the month of Monica. On January 4th, Monica's fantastic book, Full Out Lessons in Life and Leadership from America's Favorite Coach, hits shelves. And the next week, January 12th, season two of her hit series, Cheer, will hit Netflix, which I am so pumped about. I can't tell you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Well, we just had this great discussion offline before we started recording about your Birmingham area connections, which of course, listeners know, I live in Birmingham, Alabama, and um, you've got deep roots here. Of course, you live in Texas now, but it is such a small world and shout out to Kelly. Uh, we made the connection that I know one of your cousins. That is so sad. Yes. That is the My most cousin Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Is <laughs> <laughs> to get on here and be like, yeah, I know your cousin. I'm in the junior league with her. Like how, how much more Southern could we get but yeah um, no, and, I love it between, I love it too in between your full-time job as a cheer coach in Navarro you were filming season two of cheer you've got dancing with the stars thrown in the mix too you write this book which is full of leadership lessons and pearls of wisdom how on earth did you carve out the time to write this because it is so good and it's so thoughtful and how did you find the time for it well, you know, I for years have said I should write a book just because of all the experiences that, that yeah. I've had. Um, but once the show came out, I had all these people reaching out to me, wanting advice, you know, in different areas of their life. So I thought, you know, this is really a, a, a great time to to write that book that I've talked about and to, you know, to put the secrets to my success in there. And uh, of course, uh, I, you know, I don't turn away any opportunity. So I, if it means working all day, I'll, I'll do that. But we happened to go into a pandemic. So I actually ended up having a lot of free time on my hands because our school went into online classes only. So, uh, you know, our season got canceled that year because of the, co because of COVID. So, um, yeah, I actually did have a lot more free time on my hands than I even, you know, imagined. And so that gave me, you know, the time that I needed to, to write the book. 
And it's just literally page after page after page of, of advice. Like you are the, you are the coach, whether it's cheer or otherwise, that I think we all wish we had it. It's all right here in this book. And, and you write in the book that you are a private person. You're a notoriously private person. And suddenly, literally overnight, the world knows who you are, thanks to cheer. How did you handle that overnight fame? Because that just has to seem so daunting to, from where I sit. Yes, it was definitely shocking because we actually did not realize that the show was going to be so big. Um, you know, I was approached, I worked on this project for a long time because I was approached first back in 2017. And so there was a lot of thought and time put into it. And, um, you know, it's cheerleading and there's such a stereotype of cheerleaders that's not really good because of movies and you know and stuff so I really thought only the cheer community would be interested maybe in watching it I was hoping you know some people in the cheer community would watch it and that was just kind of where my thought was I had no idea and I know it's Netflix and but still it's you know such a um something that not a lot of people I didn't think would be you know your general population would be interested in and then suddenly it blew up Mm -hmm. and yeah, we went on a very wild roller coaster of a ride for, um, you know, press <laughs> and stuff. And, you know, I had already opened myself up to the thought, well, I'm filming a show about my life. So although I am private, uh, I, I have to be vulnerable. I have to allow people in, you know, to my life. So I'd already decided that a long time ago. Um, and, you know, I looked at it as an opportunity for, to help recruit for my team. And yep. so, you know, the business mind of myself was like, this is a great opportunity for business. Let's do it. I'm just going to have to put myself out there. And with fame comes a lot of craziness. So, um, you know, I got to experience it all at once and it was definitely difficult at times. And, um, you know, I just had to use some of the things I talked about in the book to get through those difficult times. Yes, you could. Yes. I mean, my gosh, all you have to do from now on is just open your own book because it's got all the advice <laughs> right there. So like you said, cheer, it went on to win six Emmys. It's, it's become nothing short of a phenomenon. We just found out this week that season two is coming so quickly, which I am thrilled about. So your cheerleaders call you the queen as they should. I believe it was the cut that called you I love this the Bill Belichick of cheerleading if Bill Belichick had perfect French tips which just the thought of that is is very strange but it's it's also true um I I truly think as someone that's always thought that cheerleading was a sport anybody that knows anything about competitive cheerleading knows that it is one of the most dangerous sports that exists um I think cheer the show was instrumental in finally settling the debate that yes, cheerleading is a sport. Do you feel that as you write in the book that cheerleading is being seen more than just girls with pom-poms or having that negative reputation that maybe it does from pop culture and um, movies and television and the like? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and once again, that was one of the goals, you know, of, of doing the show and putting myself out there was just to introduce people to what cheerleading really is. Competitive cheerleading is is uh, way different than most people imagine. And the athletes are just so incredibly talented and their grit that they have is unmatched in my opinion. And um, so, yeah, I, I had a lot of people in the cheer community 
reach out to me and just say thank you for yeah. letting the world see what what we've been trying to explain that they just couldn't quite you know comprehend I want one person to watch cheer season one and and probably season two as well although I have not yet seen that I want one person to watch season one of cheer and tell me that cheerleading isn't a sport I dare someone <laughs> to watch that show because right? there, there are moments where I had to look away like because people are I mean there's some serious injuries that happen on the show and um and I get squeamish and I mean tell me one tell me one person that cheerleading is not a sport but anyway so I get on my soapbox about that, but <laughs> the level of respect your cheerleaders have for you is first of all deserved, but second of all, backed up by an enormous amount of pearls of wisdom, which so many of are in this book. So from going full out, which is the title of the book to Matt talk to how leadership is not a one size fits all approach to how all of life is collaborative. I could go on forever about your pearls of wisdom to perhaps my favorite five words of advice in the whole book your doubt is my fuel oh that gives me chills what what is a daily piece of advice that you live by that you incorporate into your life um you know to lead by example because I think that's where it all starts if you want to lead anyone you uh you have to lead by example because that's how you earn people's respect and without respect it's very difficult to lead people, whether it's your family, as you know, you're a parent and you're trying to guide your children, whether you're at work, whether you're a teammate or just in a relationship, you, you just, you know, you just need to, anything that you're asking of someone, hold yourself accountable times a thousand, you know? I love that. Yes. And so I want to talk about your faith because it, it is an extraordinarily important part of your life. It is an extraordinarily important part of my life as well. I was really moved by the story in the book of how you left your church because of your differences in opinion with your pastor over homosexuality. Um, tell us a little bit about the pivotal point that made you leave the church when you realized that if you couldn't send all of your cheerleaders, regardless of sexual orientation there, if they were looking for a church to attend, perhaps you were worshiping at the wrong place. Yeah, you know, I, um, I like to invite my, you know, team to, if they want to come to church, that there's a place for them, or if they're looking for a place to go that, you know, that they're welcome to come, you know, where I worship. And, you know, I just, there was a, a um, sermon one day that it, I, it just felt like I would have felt very uncomfortable if I had some of my, you know, kids there. And it just, leading up to that, I was already just kind of feeling a certain way. And that just kind of made me go, you know what, we really should start. And, and my husband too, he was almost more upset about it than me. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, had a serious talk and we kept going for a while, but we said, you know, let's just start looking and seeing maybe we're just not where we're supposed to be right now and we want to feel good where we're at and and you know so we just made that decision I did obviously have that conversation with my pastor right after and it was very emotional it was we both cried I mean it was I was very open and honest about how I felt and you know like that's just how I felt and I'm not yeah. you know <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's, it speaks so much to you as a coach that you stand up so fiercely for 
your cheerleaders. And I just think it says a whole lot about you. And I, I loved learning more about you on a personal level outside of coaching in the book. I mean, in the, in the show, we get a little bit of that, but really it's just, it's mostly you as a coach, but in the book, I got, I got to learn about you as Monica. And I'm not sure if I missed this on cheer, but I didn't realize that you had been married to your husband, Chris, you got a divorce and then you remarried him, which is kind of amazing. I love that. So you coach cheerleaders on how to be successful teammates every day, but you also write that you also have to be a teammate with your spouse. Tell us about that. Right. So, and, and, you know, I don't think we actually discussed that in cheer. I was surprised. I was like, wait, I didn't know that. (laughs) Well, you know, I did talk about it on dancing with the stars Uh and, uh, a lot of people were surprised, like, I guess people, cause it, it, you know, it's a while back. So some people that I know, you know, more, more so recently didn't even know uh, that we had been divorced, but, you know, I mean, it was, it was very tough because I looked at it as a failure on my part um, that I was, that, that we had gotten ourselves into that place. And I think, you know, you have to be accountable for your actions. You have to be willing to continuously grow you should do a lot more listening than than speaking you know so that you can actually understand and hear what people have to say and and you know I was very hard-headed when I was younger I was always right and now you know I'm still a little bit you know I like to think I'm right but uh you know you do have to be open to you know what nobody's perfect let me sit here and figure out what I need to work on And I've really for quite some time now, for quite a long time, been on a journey of continuous growth. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm very much able to say, let me take responsibility for that, that mess up, or, you know, whether it's a bad coaching decision or, or whatever, you know, just taking that responsibility on. And that's how I wanted to approach this divorce, like the, the, the breakdown in the relationship, you know, like, where did I go wrong? What? could I have done better? And it's definitely so important for two people to be teammates and to be in, you know, independently happy with themselves and then come together and just make each other's life better together. And, you know, when you're married, and I think this happens a lot, and it's the cause of a lot of divorce, you just stress just causes you to start, you know, snapping. And and like I said, in the book, if you, you know, if you read the book, um, you know, we started, uh, taking count, taking score, who did what, who did, you know, it, it all came about, you know, who was doing more, who was doing less, the kids needed to do this or whatever. And, and that's never a good place to be. And so, yeah. um, you know, I wanted to make sure I took a step back and took that time that we were divorced to really work on myself and self-growth and, you know, working on apologizing and taking ownership of those things that I was, you know, maybe did wrong and taking that pause to not speak out of, you know, frustration and making sure that we were speaking kindly to each other and the things that you should. And I think I even say in the book, you know, it's so weird how we treat the people we love the most so poorly sometimes, you know? Because- yeah, no, it's always the ones that we love the most and that love us the most that, at least in my life, usually yeah. get the brunt of it because you Correct. know they're not going to leave or you you think they're not yeah. going to leave. And that's, you know, that we need to switch. I, I really am working on switching that. And 
you know, not giving so much effort to those that I barely know and pouring all of that effort into the Correct. world the most. And yeah, and that's, that's, um, that's a big shift happening in my life right now. But you mentioned a moment ago, dancing with the stars. You talk also about your experience on dancing with the stars in the book. You called it the hardest thing you've ever done. Why was that? You know, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm always very confident. Um, I've, had that weird, I talk about it in the book, oh, I can do anything and uh, very competitive like that. So I was, uh, first of all, I'm such a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars. I have been for, you know, since season one. So Thanks. this was a dream come true to go on to Dancing with the Stars. And, uh, you know, I thought, oh, I've, um, I, it's, it's a competitive dance show. I'm competitive. I know how to strategize and I can, I can you know, go in and handle this. And when I got there, I felt very intimidated. So I was kind of shocked at how intimidated that I was. And I quickly learned that, you know, it's, it, yes, it is a competitive dance show, but there's a lot of things that go into it. And, you know, there were people who were actresses and performers and, and that's such an important element that you need to bring into the, to the uh, dances that I didn't have. So I felt immediately like an underdog. And, um, you know, I think I went into that with a very, uh, so much pressure on me because the media was spinning it, uh, the coaches being coached. And instead of like doing what I knew I should have been doing with communicating with Val from the beginning and stuff, I was letting things build up and I was really hard on myself. And, um, you know, if I could go back and do it over, I would definitely do it different. It would probably still be the hardest thing I've ever done just mm -hmm. because physically and mentally it yeah. is a wild ride. And if you watch the show at all, I think you'll see, like, I mean, I'll, I'm, I've watched the show every season. So, you know, this season I had a much different perspective. So when, you know, people were breaking down, I was like, oh, honey, I feel you. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Yes. And, and you are, you know, you are an in-shape athlete like this and, and, a, and a cheerleader, which doesn't always equate to dance, but you know how to move your body. And if it was difficult for you, I can't imagine how difficult it would be for, you know, some Joe Schmo like me, you know, off the, you know, who's been an actress. I mean, I've never been an actress, but some singer or actress that's never competed athletically before. I can't imagine. Yeah, it, it's definitely hard. And you're, you, it's, it's a grind. You don't have a day off. So you have, you have zero time to decompress and let those emotions kind of flow out. It's just building up one, you know, on top of each other from day in and day out and your body's taking a toll and you're, mental health is taking a toll. So it's tough. I, I do it all over again though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I appreciated the book taking us kind of behind the curtain of that experience because obviously I'll never compete on Dancing with the Stars, but it was nice to see, you know, what what happens backstage. And yeah. um, speaking of backstage, I want to take our listeners into the visual of you. First of all, you are so stunningly beautiful and you are sitting in front of what appears to be 15 to 20 trophies. Like that is just so badass. I just, I, I love that so much. I oh, wish, I wish, that we, I wish this is an audio only podcast, but I wish our listeners could see just, it's just like champion on champion in the background here. So, um, you know, as we look forward to season two, anything that uh, we can expect from season two of cheer, which is coming up so soon. It's in less than two weeks now. You know what? I haven't even seen season two yet. So really? I, yeah, I won't get to, I will get to see it before it comes out, but, uh, probably not until the end of next week. So, um, 
I mean, obviously, I know what happens over the past couple of years, but I've not seen the show. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Oh, I mean, January 12th, you might as well just consider me booked. Like I, I won't be, I will binge the whole thing in a day. That's the thing about these Netflix shows that I love is you wait two years for them and then they're over in a day. And that's how I am with books too. You re- I read your book in one sitting. So then it's I'll just have to come back to it. But my last question for you is what do you hope readers get out of the book? Cause I got a lot of advice out of this book and I've been saying your doubt is my fuel. I mean, I think I I've probably said that 10 times since I read the book inside my head. So what do you hope readers get out of the book? Well, you know, I think everyone goes through difficult times uh, during their life, uh, no matter what they're going through. You you just have to keep going. You have to um, keep your mental health good. And I definitely talk about positive self-talk and I've really had to do that a lot the past couple of years because it's been a really, you know, tough couple of years. But I think just, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, keep going. You have to keep pushing because you're, you will eventually get through that difficult time. You know, just don't try to avoid it. Just walk right through it. You're going to end up on the other side and, you know, continuous self-growth. That's what it's all about. Even when you have, 15 to 20 championship trophies behind you. If Monica's still growing and practicing continuous self-growth, then so can I, and so can you. That's (laughs) right. Well, I'm so excited for listeners to get their hands on full out. It's out January 4th. And again, congratulations on season two of Cheer. I'll be glued to my computer screen watching that on January 12th. And thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Thank you. And tell all my Alabama people I said hello. Yes, she is from the the greater Birmingham area. So this is our Alabama sister right here. That's right. Again for being here. Roll tide. My Netflix is already queued up for season two of Cheer. You've got a week to read this great book, which is out today. You won't be able to put it down. Another Netflix reality star I love is Chriselle Staus of Selling Sunset fame. She also competed on Dancing with the Stars, by the way. Her book, Under Construction, is out February 8th and takes us inside her world from a childhood spent feeling like an outsider to how far of a cry her life is now from the way she grew up to her acting career, her relationships like her former marriage to This Is Us star Justin Hartley, to her most recent relationship with Jason Oppenheim, who she stars with on Selling Sunset. She is a book lover too, which I always love to hear, and she loves New Kids on the Block, which also makes her a kindred spirit of mine. She writes, I'm obviously still a work in progress, and just like any great construction project, sometimes you have to knock down a few walls to let in the light. Amen and amen. In the next week, we've got chats with former Seventeen Magazine Editor-in-Chief Atusa Rubenstein and also the companion book to one of my favorite books, The Five Love Languages. Now we have The Five Apology Languages. So much good. Stay tuned.